Hello everyone, you're listening to the Let's Ask Golf podcast with me, Olivia Boffney-Dakin, the show where we chat to golfers from the LET Access series, present and past, about life on the tour, the latest news, but also learn more about who they are and their golfing journey. Well, I'm recording the start of this podcast in the south of France, dreaming of being in Terre Blanche for several weeks now. So this week sees the second tournament of the LET Access Series get underway at Terre Blanche Golf Course from the 13th to the 15th of April. Golf to Terre Blanche will play host to 120 players set to tee it up at this stunning French resort. Did you know that Terre Blanche was awarded the second place of the best golf resorts in continental Europe in the famous golf world UK Top 100? Big stuff. Luckily for Lettas, the Terre Blanche Ladies Open has been a regular fixture on the Lettas calendar since 2010. So early one morning last week, I decided to catch up with last year's winner, Lucrezia Colombotto Rosso, to find out more about the course, that amazing win last year, and dig a little into her golfing journey. Welcome, Lucrezia, to the Let Us Golf podcast, episode seven now, which is very exciting. How are we this morning? I'm really good, and you? How are you, Olivia? I'm great. Should we get started then? Obviously, Terra Blanche next week. I'm excited. I don't know about you. How excited are you for teeing it up again this year? I'm really excited about it uh, because it's been a special moment. Last year, the win with my family uh, that was there. And it's a special place because I train sometimes as well there. So it's a great place for me to be there. Are you hoping for another win this year? Uh, I wish so, but um, uh, I'll see how it goes. And the most important thing is that I'm uh, I'm taking some pleasure about it and uh, to experience the, the good feelings I had from last year. So we're going to see. Are your family going to be there again? Because I know that was a special moment for you last year. Uh, yeah, I think so. The they're coming on uh, on the days, on some of the days. So you said that you often train on there, so you know the course reasonably well compared to, compared to me, certainly. What can we expect with a course like Terre Blanche? Terre Blanche is a um, quite narrow golf course, and it's quite uh, strategic as well. So and the greens aren't easy at all. I think the putting will make a big difference, as always, if you want to win. But still, it's quite strategic, and you have to be to be careful um, about uh, if you commit errors, not uh, trying to risk it too much. Does that kind of suit your style of play? Are you do you like risk taking? Um, it depends. It depends on the situation and how I'm playing. Of course, I like the adrenaline and to risk it. But on the other side, you need to be um, strategic on some holes and. Uh, not trying to risk it too much. For those who have never played the course before, what are the kind of what are the most difficult holes out there? I would say like the ninth hole. It's quite um. It depends where the tee shot, uh, will be, but still, it's it's not an easy hit to the green. So you have to be strategic, and you have the the water on the right side. So I mean the as well the green is uphill, and you have two um two platforms. And the the one the top one is quite narrow, and you hit a long, I mean, uh, iron to the green that it's not so short. So you have to be careful on that hole. It's I think the trickiest one on the hole. 
And which hole kind of stands out for you? I would say the seventh. It's quite a short hole. And some of the long heaters, they hit it in one. I mean, the first, the driver from the team. So that one helps. And then you have some par fives that you can reach it in two. So that helps to to make a low score. So let's talk about the amazing win last year. Um, that must have been a really amazing moment. One year later, what, what do you take away from that? I would take away from that, I mean, the pleasure that I had to to play in conscient. I mean, I wasn't expecting the win. Yes, I trained during the year and it was as well the first um, Let Us event so of the season. So I wasn't expecting too much. It was a proof to... Um, to to start the season to see how I trained and uh, uh, I mean the results then came on so it was I wasn't expecting it. Am I right? It ended in the playoff. Uh yeah, I had four holes of playoff. Wow, and how did you cope with the pressure out there? I think really well because then I managed to. I just did my game and I wasn't focusing on the on the other player and I made uh, full birdies to win. So. It was quite, um, it wasn't easy at all, but I stayed uh, in my game and uh, I didn't think about the other player, just tried to do my best and then I made it. So it was pretty pleasant. Amazing. And in the off-season, kind of how has that been this year, getting prepped for the season? It's been, it's been quite healy, but um, I'm trying to change a little bit some of the things technically and as well being... Uh, uh, not that's all. I had to work as well on the um, uh, how to get more power and to get more explosive. So I had to work more in the gym and to and to work on other side on other aspects that I wasn't uh, um, planning. I mean, I was training before, but not that much about weightlifting and trying to to get more power. That's for sure. Are you enjoying that side of the training? Uh, it's not my best one. <laughs> Uh, I'm not a gym fan, but uh, uh, you have to you have to work hard to to make it. So if you want to improve, you have to to do some things that are inconvenient to you as well. What does your practice look like in the gym? Like, what kind of weight exercises do you do? It's like the, um, I mean, weight lifting, and then as well a lot of the legs and and the core. That's the most uh, the most important thing, and the squats. All that it's more explosive jumps and okay let's speak about let's take it back now to the beginning when you started playing golf how did you get into the sport so i got into the sport because my dad used to play it as a hobby and he was taking my sister on uh, on the Wednesday afternoons because in France you go to school, uh, you don't go to school on Wednesday afternoons. So he was taking her to play there and um, I then just tried it. I had some friends and I liked it a lot. So I started playing golf. So it was kind of love at first sight as a sport? Yeah, it was kind of, yeah, um, so-and-so, I mean um it was more about um enjoying the moment to stay with my dad and my sister to stay a bit with the family and the friends so that I enjoyed it a lot and talk me through your amateur career it was it was pretty successful right uh yeah it was I mean I I reached uh, I was when I turned pro I was uh, 48th in the world 
So no, it was pretty decent. I won, I won two Italian championships, one stroke play and one match play. Um, and then I had a, um, I played a couple of events. I was nearly winning the Portuguese ma, uh, the Portuguese international. But then you get experience and you know how. Uh, how to react in some situations and that helped me a lot. I was nearly winning in Portugal and then the last ninth hole were a disaster, but it helped me a lot not to look at the leaderboard or something else. And this might sound like a weird question, but have you enjoyed your professional career more than your amateur career? Or It's kind of different. Uh, the first years uh, you turn professional, you're super excited and you think that everything will come so easily as an amateur. But in when you're an amateur, for example, with the Italian Federation, uh, you play for the national team and you're cuddled. You just have to go to the airport and they take uh, care of everything. And when you turn professional, you have to do everything by yourself and you're the, the boss. So you decide whatever, what you have to do. And then in the beginning, you, you don't know, you're a bit... Um, out of the water like a fish out of the water and you don't know how to manage or you don't know the people so it changes a little bit but uh, I enjoyed it a lot and playing on tour as well it was uh, it's an amazing experience and why is it an amazing experience like what is the highlights of being a professional golfer because you travel all year long and you see some places that are amazing that you would never maybe kind of consider to go and uh, uh, and play there um, you discover some places, you make friends, you uh, you meet so many people and different cultures. It's really amazing. And we're all about honesty on this podcast. Um, what are the, some of the downsides you've experienced as a professional golfer? Um, being a professional golfer, it's not easy. And as well, being a woman the first years, uh, either you got some good sponsors behind or the economic uh, side is quite hard because we now it's getting a lot better and all the sponsors that are coming. But the first years that I was on tour and you could play only three to four events, it was quite hard because it's an individual sport as well. So you want to be independent but on the other side, it wasn't easy to, there wasn't enough money and you didn't have sponsors. So it's not easy the first years. You need to know how to manage everything and not to get the pressure about the, the economic side or whatever it is. Speaking about the economic side, what's been the biggest help to ensure that you can afford to play? Uh, it was, it's been really used. I got lucky as well to be part of the Amundi of the Amundi European team. They helped me a lot. They helped us about the, to see as well other aspects of the golf about the, all what it's communication and marketing and as well to discover other side and they help and they really cheer to help you grow in your career. So that's been really useful. And as well, you meet people during the year in Pruam or whatever it is and uh, that they really want to help you. That's super um, a great side of the of how you meet people and you travel. You spoke a bit earlier about the difficulties the women's game faces. Um, obviously, we're seeing so much growth um, in women's golf. But what do you think needs to be done to kind of put it more of an even, even keel with the men? I think it needs to be, for example, more televised or more um, um, that you get more 
uh, known around the world because for example in Italy it's not known as much even if uh, for example Francesco Molinari won the British Open and I mean it's the British Open it's a major so it wasn't that much um, publicized uh, so it needs to grow more I think on the media side to get more exposure as well for the sponsors to to invest in the sports yeah definitely and our little podcast little part of that <laughs> of course <laughs> of course the podcast will help let's speak about your goals this year have you competed so far this season i started the first lettuce event in spain but uh, unfortunately i got sick so i had to retire um i hope for next week it won't happen but uh, yeah no my goals this year are um, to get back in the top six and to make it uh, to get back on tour that's for sure and uh, if I can manage to get two wins, it would be a nice goal to reach. But uh, what happens? The more, the most important thing is that I'm enjoying it. And uh, yeah, I think. So. Do you think you play better when you enjoy what you're? That's doing? for sure. When you enjoy what you do, it's the best. Uh, the best feeling it can happen to you, and you are, uh, you get all the positive vibes that you, that you can have. And. You- in tw- uh, 2020, you earned your tour card, right? I ended it in 2020, yeah, because I had half card last year on tour. Mm. And so you've sort of had ups and downs when it comes to getting on the LET. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you kind of overcome that? Um, uh it's good it's a good question i had to work a lot on that on the mental side and the mental aspect but um if you made it once you can make it twice so you just need to work harder and to understand that uh, you can go through ups and downs and uh, and just to to try to get your best i mean it's a process it's never going up it's like to have a um i think a company it will never go straight and uh, you have to understand that there are some difficulties and uh, yeah, just to work on that and see if you can get better. And you mentioned then the mental side of things. Like, How do you sort of train yourself to be more positive out there? Mm, it's like uh, I had to work, I used to work with a mental coach. So that gave me some um, exercises to do, some uh, how to plan as well your goals, how to not put so much pressure on yourself how to um how to breathe as well that helps a lot and uh, the breathing side i was a bit skeptical about it but uh it's um it's a couple of years that i'm working on it and it helps a lot and uh, being uh, quite a character on the golf course so that helps when you say you're a character does that mean you have you get frustrated uh i get frustrated but it's more yeah uh, it's a bit of frustration, but as well, it's uh, um, the 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 willing to succeed that uh, sometimes stops you, and uh, you need to be more calmer. And how do you keep calmer when you're in the midst of a tournament with all that pressure? Mm, you know, being playing a lot of years now, I don't 
feel so much pressure anymore. And as well, because you're in a comfortable situation, you know how to manage it and how to, um, and as well, you grow because you have so much experience that, uh, that helps. Am I right in thinking you practice yoga? I do. <laughs> I do. I practice a lot of yoga in the, in the morning, just when I wake up immediately, I just try to stretch and do some yoga that helps me to relax. I think a lot of players practice yoga like when you say it helps you relax do you think extends if you do it in the morning do you think it extends to when you're playing and practicing Mm, it helps me a lot to work as I said before on the on the breathing aspect that's for sure and as well when I go to the uh it's just um something for myself it's more to start better the day it's for myself and my my being health and being good and when you're not practicing when you're not playing golf what 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 do you enjoy doing I enjoy doing, I'm, I'm really a sportive girl, so I like playing tennis or doing some other sports in the morning and then as well to stay with the family, enjoy the time I'm at home and uh, I'm really a family girl, so I like it a lot to stay with them and friends as well to see them or to go at the beach and luckily I live nearby the sea, so to go at the beach and, and see the water. Oh, that's lovely. I'd love to live in a sea. What you mentioned your family, your hunger. Are they your biggest champions, do you think? Uh, I think so, yeah. They're my... I really... They really supported me during the years when I went through ups and downs and uh, they're really my cheerleaders. So that helps me. And I'm lucky to have their support. When you said you've had ups and downs, has there ever been a moment where you're like, Is, should I carry on with professional golf? Ooh, plenty of them. <laughs> to be sincere, plenty of them. But still, it's the passion for the sport and the the willing to um, to compete and to get the adrenaline on the first tee and to to expose myself. I mean, to compete against myself and to improve. That's what I love the most about this sport. I love the competitive level of every player. Every player says their competitiveness is what drives them. Does that ever show on tour, the compet- all these competitive characters? Uh, you can see some of them, but uh, it's more, uh, we're kind of all fair players. So that's the, the nice side. If you go in, in, for example, if you go to the States, you can see it more. Everybody stays on their side and uh, uh, they do what they have to do. And then outside the golf course, uh, it's okay. You see it more. Um, here in Europe, we're a little bit, I think, more friendly, a little bit more. So you see, so you kind of see still the fair play, and you just enjoy, and you have friends on tour. So it's, uh, um, it's a bit like that. Yeah, that's the impression I've got. Letas is just one big family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned the US. That am I right in thinking you uh, compete in the US Women's Open? Yeah, in 2019, I won the US Open qualifier here in Europe and I played, I competed in the US Open. How was that playing across in the States? <gasps> it's amazing. And I've never competed in the United States, so it was my first event. It was uh, brilliant. The most amazing experience I've ever had and being in the lockers with all these champions, it was insane. The best feeling you can have. And I noticed when I was not stalking your Instagram, but I always look at the guest's Instagram, <laughs> you have your Olympic tattoo. So we've got to talk yeah. about um, your time, like representing your country in the Olympics uh, for 2020 Olympics. Um, how was that? 
Uh, it's the most amazing. It's like a US Open feeling, but it's more about representing your country. So you feel proud about it. And as well, you meet all the other athletes because you were in the house uh, in the Olympic uh, village with the other athletes. You understand how they work, how um, the hard training is behind, the nutrition, all the aspects of other sports. And you meet all these athletes and uh, how they, they manage their career compared to ours. And, um, no, it's been really insane and in all the organization, even if it was COVID time, I think Japan was the only country that could host such a difficult situation. And we managed as well to, to see some other sports. So that was amazing. And to cheer for, for your country and for the other athletes, it's uh, something unique. And then I, I was lucky that golf, uh, women's golf was finishing, uh, really the last ones so I could do the closing ceremony because normally when you finish your sport the athletes had 24 hours to leave the country so I was really lucky to do as well the closing ceremony and it was such an incredible feeling and amazing really amazing wow and there's not that many Italians on tour um, does that make you extra patriotic um no, right now it's getting better. A lot of girls are, are getting back. So I think they're finishing college. And uh, my generation, we, uh, some of the girls stopped. But uh, the couple of years after, they're, they're coming and they're really strong. The amateur team is, is really strong. So I think they're going to come up some good players the next couple of years. We're going to move on to the final quick fire round. Um, <laughs> I'm going to fire off some questions to you. You can answer them as quickly as possible. Okay. Um, first question, best golfing memory? Best golfing memory, I would say my win as an amateur, uh, the Italian championships, the match play. Why was that such a good memory? It was in Turin and I had, um, so my grandma passed a couple of years ago and uh, I had two of her best friends that were, even if they're older, they were following me and they, when I won, they were crying. So it was, it's such a shivering feeling that it's, uh, I can't explain it. I had goosebumps. It was really something that stayed in my heart. That's so sweet. Um, moving on to dream football. Dream football. Mm, of course I would say Tiger Woods <laughs> but uh, as a woman I would say uh, Nelly Corda nice and one more uh, one more I would say uh, Lorena Ochoa she was the best she achieved whatever she wanted it in such a short time is she your biggest golfing inspiration that was my next question uh, yes she is she is the biggest golf inspiration um, your last thought before you hit a driver, a tee shot. Uh, just bash it and hit it on the fairway. <laughs> Love that. And um, best thing about golf? Best thing about golf? I would say the the love, the love I have for this sport. The passion. Amazing. Well, um, I always end the podcast with getting your best advice. It could be advice someone else has given you, but for an upcoming player or someone who wants to play on tour, what is your best advice? 
my best advice would be just to enjoy what you're doing and to and to really appreciate all the places you go and never get frustrated but really enjoying the moment you and what you're doing Thank you all for once again tuning in to the Let Us Golf podcast and a big thank you for this week's guest, Lucrezia Colombotto Rosso, for sharing with us your golfing journey, your highs and lows. I now cannot wait for all the action to start in Terra Blanche. Follow all the action on the LET Access series on at LET Access on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter and LET Access series on Facebook. Well, I really enjoyed that chat. If you did too, well then show your appreciation by rating, reviewing or subscribing to this podcast on Spotify, Apple or wherever you find your podcast to give the series a boost and help others find it. This time next week, I'll be chatting to our Terra Blanche 2023 winner. Who will it be? See you then. everyone, you're listening to the Let Us Golf podcast with me, Olivia Boffney-Dakin, the show where we chat to golfers from the LET Access series, present and past, about life on the tour, the latest news, but also learn more about who they are and their golfing journey. Well, I'm recording the start of this podcast in the south of France, dreaming of being in Terra Blanche for several weeks now. So this week sees the second tournament of the LET Access Series get underway at Terra Blanche Golf Course from the 13th to the 15th of April. Golf to Terra Blanche will play host to 120 players set to tee it up at this stunning French resort. Did you know that Terra Blanche was awarded the second place of the best golf resorts in continental Europe in the famous golf world UK Top 100? Big stuff. Luckily for Letas, the Terra Blanche Ladies Open has been a regular fixture on the Letters calendar since 2010. So early one morning last week, I decided to catch up with last year's winner, Lucrezia Colombotto Rosso, to find out more about the course, that amazing win last year, and dig a little into her golfing journey.